Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We, uh... Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com. Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's going on? I'm doing all right. How about you? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, nice day out today to really enjoy, you know, the outside weather. So usually when it's a nice day out, it's usually a nice day for Mr. Trivia. So it was okay. But uh, a couple of couple of shows to talk about this weekend. First of all, SmackDown Friday night. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was okay. I think it was better than the previous weeks. Um, I know. I mean, I had difficulty watching it. I had to watch a rebroadcast of it from one a.m. That they did one a.m. Um, technically this morning. On FS2, not even FS1, um, locally here in, in Connecticut, they had the Yankee game on Fox 61. Um, and then because it's a local broadcast, um, I have YouTube TV, so the Yankee game was blacked out. So not only can I not watch SmackDown, but I couldn't watch the Yankees. So I got screwed both ways. Oh, jeez. But, yeah, I thought um... – I thought SmackDown was pretty good. I mean, even though they had, I think it was four matches. Um, the reason being, I believe they had the four matches because that tag team match went a good 30 minutes at least. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't until yeah, 20 up um, that the match, I think it was 8.40, well, I mean, for time-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah, for time-wise, it reminded me of you know that that match. But no, it was it was a real good match. It was one that was enjoyable to watch. And uh, it, you know, and then next week, you know, the big stipulation. We'll get into uh, that later on after we discuss more about SmackDown. Um, you know, the thing that was. I'm trying to figure out is they had Nia Jax on SmackDown this past week going against Tamina. And to me, it seems like whenever they have a non-title tag team match or a singles match, they always lose. They're always getting pinned in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know who they is. 
Well, I'm talking about the tag team champion. So who else would I be talking about? Well, you you said you said Nia Jax and Tamina. So I don't know what happens every time they wrestle. So I, I don't know who you, if you're talking about Tamina and Natalia or talking about Shayna and Nia. I mean, I don't know who she is if you don't say who she is. Well, Shayna and Nia, whenever they wrestle in a title match, they always seem to pull out the victory. Whenever they, it seems like whenever they wrestle in singles matches or a non-title match, they're getting pinned somehow. That's that's WWE. They've done that for years. That's well, I, they've done it for years, but they haven't done it, you know, every time. I mean, I've seen champions lose. I've seen champions win matches in non-title matches, but it seems like Shayna and Nia are losing non-title matches or individual matches every single time you see them. And then when they're defending the tag team championship, they always seem to win. And that match was really not that good. I mean, you had, they were just, looked like they were just lumbering through everything. That's, that's every women's match on, that has to do with the tag team titles now. I don't think I've seen a women's tag team title match that I would give over a D plus. Yeah. For a while. Yep. And even with some of the new tag teams they got, I mean, even with some of the not new tag teams, but even with some of the tag teams they have out there, like the Riot Squad and um, well, we know about Naomi and Lana. They just uh, they just seem to keep getting matches, and you know they're. They don't seem to be getting any better, I don't think, every time they, they put themselves together. But other than uh, Tamina and – not Tamina and Natalia. Um, Natalia Natal – yeah. Naya and Jaina, it seems like the best tag team out there that you're not seeing that much on TV is the Riot Squad. And yeah, even the last few times they wrestled – um, when Billy Kay got involved, they were losing. Okay. And that's because Billy Kay would do something that would mess up the match. Because they just, uh, like I said, the last show that we had, they just can't have somebody just lose a match. You know? Right. Uh, Kevin Owens' Apollo match um, was a good match until the end. Yep. When you get the roll up because of a distraction by General Lieutenant Commander Aziz, whatever he is. Right. And you know, you get something like that and it kind of ruins the the match. I mean, it, it was a really good match and you get a distraction or some kind of interference that causes a guy to lose the match, it kind of takes a little luster away from the match. Uh, but that was a good match, too. I, I enjoyed that one. I kind of liked the little interaction between Kevin Owens and Big E at, uh, in the locker room uh, before that match. So that was that was kind of uh, interesting because, you know, Big E does still have his rematch coming up. But I'll have to, I'll have to see when, uh, when he's going to get that. That's next week. Oh, that's next week. Okay. I'm back on. Overall, I gave it. Overall, I gave the card a a, C. a what? A B minus to a C. Yeah. Overall. I agree about a B 
minus C plus. Yep. And like you said, it was better than last week's SmackDown. So, but um, going into next week now with that Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match, uh, the stipulation is that Daniel Bryan loses, he's no longer going to be on SmackDown. Doesn't necessarily mean his career. Well, that's, that's, that's what Roman Reigns says. I mean, if Adam Pierce disagrees with that, well, then it won't happen. Right. Or Vince McMahon or whoever. Um, but yeah, they, they made the, the match where if, you know, Daniel Bryan loses, he leaves SmackDown. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean his career is over. He just leaves SmackDown. Right. Um, right. Morgan uh, Hawk. He hasn't, he hasn't been a member of Raw um, or wrestled on Raw since 2011 when they did the original bland spread. Sorry, brand split, not yep. bland spread. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense for him to move from SmackDown to Monday Night Raw. Right. Um, it'll do two things. It'll give him, uh, you know, maybe more um, matches to do because there's more people on the roster on Raw, and it'll help Raw um, a little with their ratings. Right. And um, now he has um – he has a lot of creative control over his matches on SmackDown. If he goes to Raw, do you think he gets to take that with him? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't see why he wouldn't. Okay. We have a question here from Morgan Hawk. What do you think of the new oh, Apollo Crews? Yeah, she had like three other comments for that that you ignored. Oh, I didn't I didn't see him. I just saw this one. Oh. Uh well I I I kind of like the new Apollo Cruz. I mean his his character is is not bad. He he seems to have gotten a little bit better on the mic, but I mean he's really not winning matches on his own, and that kind of you know throws his talent away a little bit because he is a talented guy in the ring. And I just think that I don't I don't I, don't, I mean I personally don't like the character. Um, once again, I, I think it's stupid the way WWE does this. Um, you know, Kobe Kingston was Jamaican. Now he's not. Lana was Russian. Now she's not. I mean, all of a sudden, Apollo is now Nigerian with an accent. Uh, okay. I mean, there's stay, you know, originally he said, you know, I'm, I'm now going back to my heritage. I don't have to try and be an American. And now... So he was faking his American accent before. Right. So, I mean, it's okay to represent a country and sound American. I mean, you don't you don't hear Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens or Canadians going a you know or whatever you know after every sentence. And using Canadian phrases a lot, right? Um, so I, I don't, I don't see the reason for happening to do that. But um, talent-wise, I, I, I definitely do like Apollo Crews as talent. 
Yeah. Uh, Greg, I just saw something that uh, Sports Gita just uh, posted and see if you know anything about it. Do you know anything about this injury Randy Orton has on Raw? No. Okay. Because they just said that uh, Randy Orton suffered an injury on this on last Monday's Raw, and I was wondering maybe if you had uh, known anything about it. I haven't heard anything either, so maybe that's something. No. Maybe that's something we'll keep an eye on uh, in the coming weeks. Even though he did lose to Riddle this uh, last Monday, so yeah. But uh, you know, like you said, with Apollo Cruz, I mean. He does have a – he is a great talent in the ring, and he's getting much better on the microphone. So they just got to figure out, uh, you know, like you said, with the new accent and everything, it kind of doesn't really uh, – I kind of really don't like that part. But, hey, it's, it's not for me to decide. So whatever WWE wants to do with that. I just want to see if they're going to play, uh, if they're going to have that general Aziz or whatever it is, if he's going to play a, a part for Apollo Crews like Omus did with AJ Styles and then eventually get in the ring. And, I don't, well, maybe eventually, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't see them challenging for a tag team title right now at all. Oh, right. They, I know have, that. Four, they have four. Um, tag teams on SmackDown right now. I mean, that are actual tag teams. Um, now, like Monday Night Raw, where they just pick two names out of the hat and say, "Here, go wrestle." Yep. What do you think of Sasha Banks now? Well, I really haven't. Uh, been I, I don't know what to think of her. She hasn't been around since WrestleMania. Right, since she lost the title and. Then, you know, Friday coming, the, the next SmackDown coming up on Friday night is going to be Bianca Belair and Bailey. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be an interesting match. I guess Bailey's probably going to throw her hat back into the women's title ring because she was a, she was the longest reigning SmackDown women's champion. And it'd be nice to see her to get back in the action again. I think that would be a pretty good match. Sasha was the champion early, you know, and Bianca just come over to SmackDown. Bailey and, and Bianca had a little campaign, so it's not like it's a new campaign. They they wrestled before, so. right? So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting to see where that feud's gonna go. Yeah, I think the, the thing is that I'm, you know, it's in the, it's kind of way, way, way in the back of my head. Um, and the longer I don't see Sasha Banks, it's going to come from the head, travel down, and then come out the mouth. <laughs> um, but two years ago, with her and Bailey winning the women's tag team titles and then losing them at WrestleMania, she basically took her ball and went home. And, and I hope this is not anything like that. Um, I mean, I, I guess we did see Sasha Banks, not this Friday, but the Friday before, briefly in a backstage interview where she was so pissed in the interview that she couldn't say anything and just walked away. Right. 
so I, I'm hoping it's just, you know, we're, we're giving you a couple weeks off. You've wrestled all these times as you were the champion. Let's just give you a couple weeks off. And uh, we'll have you come in and attack Bianca Belair at WrestleMania Backlash um, after Bianca beats Bailey. And then renew their feud. Maybe that's what it is. I hope that's something like that is what it is. Right. And if Sasha does come back, I think WWE is probably going to throw together a triple threat match between the three of them for the title eventually. Not, 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 not uh, for the next pay-per-view, maybe somewhere down the line. Uh, a couple more, a couple months from now, or whatever. Next, next two paper within the next two pay per views or something. Wouldn't surprise me if they put them in a triple threat match because WWE is noted for their triple threat title matches. So I see that coming along somewhere. I, I, I don't want to see them put the title back on Bailey. Okay. The pay per view. After backlash is what? I believe it's money in the bank. Exactly. I want the money in the bank briefcase holder to be one of two people. Bailey or the twisted Alexa Bliss. Because I think either one of them could, could, you know, play it off very well with the briefcase. Yep. Um, because sometimes when you have the briefcase, I think Oscar is a poor choice. I think Otis is a horrible choice. But The Miz having it, not that he was ever really a threat at cashing it in, either in Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley when he finally decided to cash in. Um, or Drew McIntyre, I should say, sorry. Um, but he's good on the mic and can tease those cash-ins well. Where I think both... Bailey and then uh, Twisted Alexa Bliss could do that as well. Yep, I can. Uh, I can definitely see one of those two uh, getting Money in the Bank contract. Uh, you know, getting the briefcase. It would be be real interesting in the women's division if if one of them got it and went to challenge for their titles because it would be real interesting. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, you know. Hopefully, Raw will be good tomorrow night. I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit better than the Raw after WrestleMania. Not much better, but... Yeah, it drew 2 million viewers again for the second straight week, so... Yep. So hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll be a little bit better than it was last week. We're going to see it tomorrow night, so... But, yeah, so uh, also this past weekend, yesterday, we got a chance to see a PAPW show that, uh, that, that is a school run by former WWF wrestlers Mario Mancini, Paul Roma, Paul Perez, and Big Steve Tracy. Um, I thought it was a good show. There were some good matches. Um, it was just, uh, I don't know, like, you know, when you first mentioned it to me, 
the, the crowd, we always said it before, the crowd makes the show, the crowd makes the matches. Seems like the crowd was really dead. Seems like the crowd was really dead. And I made that comment yesterday. Yeah. I don't know um, what, you know, why they were. I mean, that's the quietest group of people I've seen at a PAPW show probably ever. Right. Yep. So, I mean, they had some good matches. They had, it was nice to see Richard Holiday back in uh, PAPW ring. Teaming up with Matias and they went against Sammy Diaz and Elijah Six. Um, the battle, the battle crew, I guess they call themselves now. They battle had a, Academy. Battle Academy. They had um, they had a good match against Flash Waller and The Haven. Can't remember the other guy's name that was with them. Kylon King. Was that Kylon King? Yeah. Oh, okay. That that was a good match, and then Marcel Showtime Marcel Williams came out, and that kind of surprised me to see him come out and you know battle for the good guys, so to speak. But I'd have to say I was I was surprised that Bull Dread lost the Russian Chain match. I thought he would have got the Intercontinental Title back. No, I I think I mean. No, I, I think his role um, at this stage in his career, and I think he would take um, pleasure and, and be honored by this statement. I, I look at him now as more of a mentor and somebody that's well-respected by the fans and the people that watch him to see him put others over. Okay. You're like a John Cena, John Cena was later in his career. Right, I was just going to say, kind of take a John Cena role. Yep. Uh, congratulations goes out to Kylon King, who cashed in his anytime, any championship contract and defeated Maxim Morosov. So now he's the new PAPW Intercontinental Champion. So congratulations to him on that uh, victory. But yeah, I thought it was a good show, and hopefully, waiting to see uh, another show that they got coming up on the twenty second of May, which um, which should be good. Hopefully, trivia. Uh, hopefully, the top rope report will get a chance to get out there. I know it's a week before trivia's birthday, so I'd like to get a chance to, you know, get out there and see that one. And what I would suggest is, as soon as tickets go on sale online, buy them. Don't wait to try and get them the day out because yep. it's limited seating. Right. You know, they, they do at their training facility. Um, so maybe it's 40 people, maybe 50. I mean, if, if you're lucky, it's a total of 50. Um, okay. Tony said he can go, so. Oh, okay. I know, I know your things. I know your thing is on your little tiny little phone. Um, but he also, you know, he, he said that the reason why the crowd wasn't loud is because the top rope wasn't there. Oh, well, so. thank you for that. I appreciate that. But uh, I just go there. I just go there, sit and watch the matches. I try not to get, I try not to get too, too loud. But once again, it was. 
lot more than just watch the matches. Well, sometimes. But it was nice to see uh, um, the House of Pain again. You know, they yeah. de they defended their tag team championship against Team Espana, Jose and Jose B. Um, which I thought I thought was a, a pretty good match. At one point in the match, I really thought that Team Espana was going to beat him. But, you know, like I said to you earlier today, you know, the controversy was the wrong guy was in the ring and got pinned. So that was a, a legitimate gripe if the referee, but the referee didn't see it. So... But uh, once again, another great job done by the wrestlers of PAPW. Another great job done by their ring announcer, Matt DeCourt. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Matt on the show in another in another two weeks to discuss um, what wrestling's been like for him since the pandemic and what it's been like since they started having the crowds back in uh, PAPW again. So hopefully, Matt will be able to join us. Well, what I want to do is I want to find out um, what it would take to get Matt to court to sing the national anthem at one of their PAPW shows instead of this taped, you know, I know sometimes it's Mario's daughter. I don't know who that was before the show yesterday. It was a, it was a male. Right. Um, which surprised me that it wasn't Mario's daughter again because um, she, she did that fantastic rendition at the uh, – Right, the wrong show, and you know, down at the East Haven skating rink, right? And uh, you know, now, so I, I want to know what it would take to get Matt the court to sing the national anthem. Well, well, we get him on the show, we'll have to ask him. Maybe he's oh, absolutely. A, absolutely ask him, yeah. You know, maybe, uh, maybe he doesn't have a good singing voice, we don't know. Maybe they just never asked him, but that's a well, question. I, I would think he would have a decent enough voice to say. Right. And so that's a question. You know, that, he doesn't have to go all Whitney Houston at the Olympics. <laughs> right. You know, anything like that. I'm just saying just sing it. Yep. So that's a question we'll put to Matt when we get him back on the show again and see what he's going to say about it. And uh, one other good thing, too, I thought, like I said at the start of the show, I had mentioned to you off the air. I thought it was real nice to to have a shout out to the Nugster by Big Daddy in the chat room. Yeah, I I thought it was a, a real nice thing, a real classy thing to do. Big Daddy's always been a has always a, been a great guy for the Top Rope Report. Been an advocate for us for a long time. Um, knows the business inside and out. PAPW Hall, a PAPW and New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer. Class act all the way through and through. So. That was that was a an awesome thing that he did. But, but yeah, so uh, I haven't got a chance to see if there's anything lined up for Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. Have you seen anything on it or? Um, yes, they are doing a um a re a rematch of T Bar and Mace against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Okay. And then Bobby Lashley makes his return to Monday Night Raw. Those are the two things that I've seen advertised. Bobby Lashley makes his return to Monday Night Raw. Okay, Bobby Lashley's on on Monday Night Raw every week, isn't he? No, he wasn't last week. He wasn't on last week? 
Not even in an interview capacity or whatever? Oh, okay. Nope, I don't think so. Well, okay. Well, it'll be... That would be an interesting... MVP was there. Yeah, that would be an interesting tag team match. Mason T-Bar against McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Because you got some four big guys in the ring, four heavy hitters. Yep. So that should be an interesting uh, interesting match, to say the least. They just did the same match on Monday Night Raw. You know, it was originally going to be Drew McIntyre against both. Right. Mason Ebar, and then during the middle of the match, Braun Strowman came down, went to a commercial break, and then they came back, and it was a tag match. So I'm just wondering if they're going to have the Viking Raiders take on Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander for the third week in a row. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, if that happens... I I did read something... Um, it hasn't been confirmed or no match or anything, but it did say expect to see a um, SmackDown women's tag team show up on Monday Night Raw to confront Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on their home turf. Okay. So. Oh. Wonder, that, wonder who that could be. Opinion, that means Tamina and Natalia because Naya was yelling at Tamina during the match and she made her come to that show and blah, 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 blah. Right. So we're just going to get more of this absolutely bottom feeder and stupid feud. Yep. Absolutely. I think it's just... Uh... And I mean, you know, going back to when they had the the um, the women's evolution or women's revolution, when they had that all women pay per view, from that to now, the women's division is like night and day. I mean, the women's division is just—I I believe right now the women's division is just so bad right now that. You know, they've got to do something really to or to spice it up. And I think that'll happen eventually when Becky Lynch eventually comes back. What show will she be on? I don't know. I'd like to see her I'd like to see her go to SmackDown and, you know, be there with Seth Rollins. But I think her home's always been Monday Night Raw, so that would be interesting to see, you know, Becky Lynch tangle with Rhea Ripley. That would be quite interesting to see. Yeah, so, definitely. Wow, I can't believe it's already it's already that time. Halfway through uh halfway through the show. And that means it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show. I hope it's all everybody else's favorite part of the show. It's Nuggies News. So Greg, floor is yours. Okay. Um and there's really I mean, we just did a show on, I don't know, it's Thursday, so I mean, there's a lot, not a lot that happened in the last two days. Um, I know one thing we did, I don't, I honestly remember if we talked about it on the show, but I know we talked about it, and um, T. Black actually made a little comment about it, um, about Carano getting fired. Um, his ex-girlfriend has actually come out and saying that, Mark Carano would randomly show up in at their apartment with 
championship belts. Um, and and hit them under a bed in their spare bedroom. Uh, that's where he kept them. So it wasn't something that if somebody came over, they they widely see. And you know, the, for those of you that may not know, Mark Carano, um, he he's a he's a, I guess you could call him. He's not a talent advisor or anything. But he, he's like the middleman between what the upper echelon people want. And they call him and say, listen, you got to tell this person that they're not supposed to do this. And then he delivers the bad news or right. delivers the good news. Um, I, don't, I don't think he has anything to do with the uh, makeup of the shows um, as far as creative goes. Um but it's come to find that he's, you know, sent people belongings in trash bags. And one was the first, one that came out most recently was Mickey James. And then it came out, um, Jillian Hall made a comment on Twitter. Um, a couple of others made, oh, Maria Canellis said, oh, he did that to you too. Um, and then somebody else, somebody, from a few years ago and it's you know whether it's done with malicious intent or not i I don't know but it's just something that that wasn't smart right um maybe so it was only jillian hall oh okay that's fine it was only jillian hall it was only maria okay it's only maria canales but mickey james is is going to be a wwe hall of famer and to do that to somebody like her, that's just poor taste. Right. Um, I agree. <clears throat> Sorry, next story. I got to pull it up. Two different sites. Okay. Um, I guess I didn't save that story that I thought I saved there, and I don't remember what it was. But ratings for SmackDown were up over the previous week. Um, as we had said, they were just under $2 million, um, And for the first time in a while, there was actually, once again, more people that watched Raw than SmackDown. Didn't happen this week, although Raw was still over $2 million, um, But they were their numbers slightly dropped. I think it was estimated to be 140,000 viewers less this week. As to where SmackDown had... Um, an hourly average of, uh, of almost 2.1 million. So they were up over 200,000 viewers from the week before. Right. Um, their hour number two was a stronger hour than hour number one, which, I mean, I don't, in a three hour show, I could understand it, but in a two hour show, I don't know. I would always think that. The second hour of a show, of whatever it is, would be less than the beginning of the show. Because the beginning of any show, whether it's WWE or whether it's SVU or whatever it is, the, the beginning of the show is what gets you and hooks you to watch the rest of it. Right. 
you usually don't tune in halfway through to watch the rest of it. So that that's always weird. It's always weird to me. But then, anyways, um, that fucking elevator again. <laughs> <laughs> I was up. We were on the phone earlier. Just a little side note, folks. Me and Trip were on the phone for an hour and nine minutes earlier today, and I was sitting in the exact same place that I was. And the elevator didn't do that once. It's now done it twice in the 36 minutes we've been on the air. Yep. Don't understand. Um, but yeah, um, I don't even think I have anything to... Well, maybe I do. Uh, a quick little rant. Um, if, you know, we had talked about the opening SmackDown. And we complain that Monday Night Raw always starts off with a promo of some sort. Right. Well, SmackDown opened up with a promo. The difference is the characters that were involved in the promo. Started with Cesaro, who's not that strong on a mic by any means, and he showed that again this week. Um, but Seth Rollins then came out, then Jey Uso then came out, then Daniel Bryan then came out, and they were able to put together a 15-minute promo. Um, it's okay, Trim, you can yawn. I saw how you were stifling it there. Whereas Monday Night Raw opens up with Drew McIntyre and then MVP comes out and you would think that that could be good, but for whatever reason, things like that on Monday Night Raw are not working. They are <laughs> working on SmackDown. Right. And maybe that's another reason why it might be time for Daniel Bryan to go from Friday nights to Monday nights. Yep. Um, somebody else that, that can, you know, is a good base. Um, I mean, we were, we were talking about other contenders for, you know, Bobby Lashley, and you kind of run out after you look at Drew McIntyre and Daniel Bryan. So maybe he can go over there and help some of the other, you know, faces you know, step up and, you know, mentor them to, to elevating um, their matches and maybe it could, you know, become solid contenders. Right. But it, it's just, yeah, I mean, sorry it was such a crappy Nuggies news this Sunday, but that's really what I've got. Well, if there's not much going on, then, you know, you got to put together what you got. And, uh, yeah, but I, you know, getting back to what you were saying about that before with the promos, I think it's because the roster on SmackDown has better mic skills than they do on Raw. Because, like you said, Cesaro's not that good on the mic. That's why Daniel Bryan took over and did a majority of the promo. Daniel Bryan's real good on the mic. Seth Rollins is good on the mic. Jey Uso is good on the mic. So they bring those guys out to to keep the the fire going, so to speak. And then they turned then it turned into a tag team match, which I thought was probably one of the best tag team matches I've seen on SmackDown in a while. 
Yeah. Tony. When, when you look at Monday Night Raw, I mean, Sheamus, AJ Styles. Um, well, uh, I'll go alphabetically. AJ Styles, um, well, The Fiend. Um, Braun Strowman isn't that bad. Um, Elias isn't that bad. Oh, that was the other thing that I forgot. See, I knew that we were going through something. Um, there is a rumor. Let me just stop right here. There was a rumor that I read that the true leader of Retribution will be revealed soon, and it has to do with the tag team match this week. And somebody that formerly was actually a tag team partner with Drew McIntyre. Famous, maybe? No. No? No. No. Somebody that's been out for a while um, actually got a contract extension while he was like two days before he underwent knee surgery. He's been out for a while. He's been healthy and they've just been waiting for the right time to put him back on TV. Um, one man, he was one of three members of a tag team involving Drew McIntyre. Oh, okay. All right. Part of the three-man band. Yes. Possibly Jinder Mahal. Yes. <clears throat> and that's really why T-Bar and Mace are attacking Drew McIntyre. And it really has nothing to do with MVP. And that, that was the other, the other little bit of a, that was the one rumor that I read today. There were five stories in it, and that was the only one that was even worth mentioning. Oh, okay. Were, I mean, I could... Haven't seen Jinder Mahal in quite a while. Um, yeah, he, he wrestled in that, well, it was in the United States, but that special that they showed on the WWE Network over for India. He wrestled on that show. Yep. My buddy Ralph DiOrio writes, wrestling looks good. Heat on heels. Wax. Good heat on heels. Oh, looks oh wrestling. Oh. Lacks good heat on heels. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I can. I can see that. I mean, Roman Reigns gets huge heat. Right. And um. But yeah, I can see that. Uh, I can see his point in a way. All right. Another one here. Another rumor was Angel Garza confronts Reginald, and they get into a fight for Nia Jack's affection. Oh my God! Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, um, these, are, um, these are just rumors. Shane, yeah, these are other, these are. It was a uh, list of five rumors. Okay. Um, Slapjack helps his friends pick up a big win on WWE Raw. I don't know why they do that. Every time they list Raw or SmackDown, they always put WWE in front of it. Like we don't know. Right. 
Oh, oh now this one actually, okay, so I did mention it. SmackDown stars arrive on Raw for a pretty big match. That's Tamina and Natalia. So yep. I guess I used two of the five. Yeah, okay. And then the last one that they listed was Braun Strowman. Well, actually, I guess this one would have been okay. Braun Strowman betrays Drew McIntyre during their big WWE Raw match. Okay. That one I could say uh, as well. Um, yeah. Um, I could see Braun. And once again, Braun Strowman is, you know, I forget the word that I made up. Um, by characteristic or something like that, um, meaning he can be a heel or a face at the drop of a dime. Right. He, he's the new. Well, he's literally their new Big Show. That's how it was with him. Yep. Uh, in the same match, he could be a heel and a face, a natural heel. Right. So yeah, but I mean, so, you know, if they do reveal that to be Jinder Mahal, that would be that would be something interesting because, like I said, we haven't seen haven't seen Jinder Mahal in a while and. Uh, be interesting to see if he would, uh, you know, get back in the ring and, you know, maybe be like a mouthpiece for uh, T Bar and Mace, like yeah. like um, MVP. Because MVP is doing a great job as a mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. Yes. Yeah. Tony put down. We should start a GoFundMe for Trim for a laptop. <laughs> um. But but the problem isn't his laptop, Tony. It's the fact that neither one of us can figure out how to connect to go live when either he's on his laptop or I'm on my laptop. Right. It doesn't, you know, we're both a little novice with, uh, you know, Facebook Live. So he does a Facebook Live through his phone and I do it through my tablet. Yep. And that's why when I have people, that's why when I mention to people if they want to call the show, I give them the talk to you number so I can also talk Facebook live on the phone, but then receive a call from talk to you and it doesn't interfere with our broadcast. Well, it, well, yes, it does, but it doesn't interfere for you. It interferes for the Facebook live and interferes on anchor and interferes with me because for whatever reason, it sounds like crap. Oh, but you hear it well. It's just DJ even confirmed it when he was listening to, uh, I want to say it was when we had Vicky Otis on. Okay. And by the way, the other day I, I, I spoke to Vicky and uh, I guess the first round of her book sales sold out immediately. So that's. Well, it, I mean, it wasn't immediately because it was a couple weeks after that she had mentioned she had a few books left. So it wasn't immediately, but yeah, it did. You know, she sold out all the copies she had. Yep. Um, so whether it's still available on Amazon or through other things, that I'm not 100 sure, but uh, it's good for her. Yes, it's it good. is very good. And um, okay, I see DJ is just to I see him up top there. He's just away. Hey, what's going on, Dage? Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, we also did uh, on Thursday. When we did a show, we also talked a little bit about NXT. Um, yes. I don't know what's going on for NXT this Tuesday. I don't know if you've heard anything as far as Adam, Adam, Adam Cole makes his return. There's an interview with somebody that he's doing. Um, 
Tuesday night on NXT. That's the only thing that I've seen. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm hoping to announce that he's leaving NXT um, and going up to either um, one to ten rank of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, WROH. Ralph is asking. Okay. Uh, you want to take that first? You want to go go for that first, or because a lot of pe- um, a lot of people that tune into the show. No, my feeling about AEW, I just consider it a glorified ring of honor. Um, Raw, I'll give, I'll give a five out of ten because I think it could be better, but I don't think it's as bad as it could be. I agree with um, that. SmackDown right now, I'd say seven. Um, NXT, I'd say a seven. I think NXT lacks a little bit of the storytelling, but is better ring um, action. AEW, from what I've seen, I don't watch it often. I watch it here and there. I'll say a four. I think it's just below Raw. And ROH, I'd have to give an incomplete because I've maybe seen one ROH match, and that was something that I saw on YouTube because I saw somebody post something on Facebook about it. You've got to see this match. And I watched it and it was, I couldn't even tell you the wrestlers. Um, it was okay, but I, I have to give it an incomplete because I've only seen one match. Okay. Uh, my rankings would be raw. I agree with Greg on that, a five. Uh, SmackDown, I'd go like 7.5, 7 to 7.5. NXT, I'd, I'll give NXT an eight. I think NXT's been... Uh, been on fire in the last couple of weeks. Uh, just hope they can keep up the momentum. Uh, AEW, yeah, like I said, you know, to me, I consider that a glorified Ring of Honor. I've seen a few a few matches from AEW, and um, they were they weren't too bad. But I, some of the guys that were on there, I've never heard of, and I just can't get into, you know, I, I just can't get into watching wrestling if I've never heard of the guys. And um, with me being old school, I mean, that's just the way I am when it comes to wrestling. And ROH, I agree with Greg. I got to give it an incomplete because I really don't know where there's any place around here we can watch ROH. So I've never really seen ROH, so I just really can't uh, expound on the grade for them. My thing to you about your comment about AEW and you can't get into watching something with people you don't know, how how do you get to like any wrestler at WWE? I mean, you shouldn't like anybody because when you started watching wrestling, it, it was Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble in the main event. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you've never, yeah, that's what I mean. I I'll accept any other excuse you give about AEW. Well, not even the glorified ROH because. ROH is more of a launch to me, more of a launching um, wrestling organization where people go to ROH, they go to MLW looking to get out of that little regional action and get into a nationally covered um, wrestling promotion. 
where AEW is a nationally rest, you know, nationally covered wrestling promotion. But I don't know how you would ever come up liking Charlotte Flair because she was new at one time. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't like that being your reasoning because that's, you know, everybody debuts somewhere sometime that you don't know. True. True. Yeah. Yeah, Tony says Raw 4.9, SmackDown 6, NXT 5.5, AEW, and ROH, blah. And then he types back AEW 6. So he gives AEW a higher ranking than Raw. And the same as SmackDown and higher than NXT, but he still put AEW blah first. Yeah. That's what I almost always... Or sometimes never. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Dave Meltzer. I mean, Tony Black. <laughs> Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yep. Got to get, gotta get Dave Meltzer in there uh, once a week at least. Yeah. But um, I, read, I read something earlier today, um, and most of it wasn't even worth talking about, but it, it, it was um, – Wrestling rumors from October 18th to the 24th, so six months ago, and it went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and there were several articles in there that said um, PWI, PW Insider, Wrestling Observer, this and that, and there were a lot of them that said Dave Meltzer, um, and, you know, reports that were on there that, you know, oh, look for Dominic Mysterio to be going by the name Dominic from here on out. It's still Dominic Mysterio. Right. Um, somebody that he mentioned was ready to break out. I can't remember what it is. Uh, it was somebody that he said that they're ready to break out. And I, I, and I can't remember who it was, but it was laughable. Now, when you think about it, I, I, I said, like I said, I don't remember the name, but there were tons of them that were on there. They weren't all WWE. Some right. were AEW, some were NJPW, so it wasn't just WWE rumors. Yep. But Ralph says yeah. good topic. One of them was that his prediction that Lana, because she had been getting put through the tables, was going to become the Raw Division's top baby faces. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. There's just something about Lana that doesn't do it for me. Um, oh, there's, there's a lot about Lana that doesn't do it for me. Yep. So it's just, uh, it's just really weird how WWE has been running some of their tag team matches and, you know, some of their shows. And, you know, like you said, this thing with Mark Carano and, now I read somewhere on one of the news feeds that that said something about Mark Carano and sexual assault. I mean, I I don't know. Just a lot of a lot of stuff always comes out after the fact, you know. Right. So, but yeah. So hope. Uh, let's see what what's this comment here. The rating I gave AEW before Raw did not post. That's why I reposted the rating. Okay, Tony. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so 
you know, Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing because I really haven't seen them as a tag team yet, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how well uh, T-Bar work together as a tag team. And so if, if you have a moment, I, w- I want to go back to the women's division. Um, I would like weekly ratings. Thank you. Okay. Well, Ralph, Ralph tunes in every week. So, yeah, I mean, we, we can see what we can do about that. Yeah. yeah I mean, we usually give ratings to the pay-per-views when we recap them. Yep. So there's no reason why I wouldn't, you know. Right. But he, here's the card from the women's evolution pay-per-view that they have, the all-women's pay-per-view. Um, it, it lists a dark match. So, I mean, nobody ever saw it, but it was Rhea Ripley defeated Dakota Kai for the NXT UK Women's Championship. But the first match was a tag team match between Trish and Lita against Mickey James and Alicia Fox with Alexa Bliss in their corner. Then it was a 20-woman battle royal um, that Nia Jax won. There was the May Young Classics final, which was Tony Storm beating Io Shirai. A six-woman tag match where it was Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia de- defeating the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Shayna Baszler defeated Kyrie Sane by technical submission for the NXT Women's title. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair in a last women standing match. And then Ronda Rousey defeated Nikki Bella with Brie Bella in her corner by submission for the Raw Women's title. Okay. Sounded like it was a great card. Um. But you're talking about women that are, that the women's division isn't the same. On this entire, I mean, I don't want you to say who was in the Battle Royal. Yes, it does. These were, the, these were the wrestlers in the Battle Royal. Peyton Royce, Billy Clay, Molly Holly, Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson, Sonya Deville, Alundra Blaze, Maria Canellis, Lana, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Michelle McCool, Naomi, Carmella, Ivory, Asuka, Tamina, Selena Vega, and Ember Moon. Yep. I mean, half of them are no so, longer wrestling. Yeah, most of them are, not, are no longer. I mean, of, of the people that are that were in the battle royal itself, there's one, two, three, at least four, eight, I think, five, six, seven people, eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't gonna count Ember Moon because she's not on the main roster, and that's the roster we're talking about. Right. So if we don't include her, it's seven. Tamina, Oscar, Carmella, Naomi, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and that's it. Yep. Sonya Deville's still active, but she's not wrestling. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, neither one. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Only Charlotte when she's not getting cosmetic surgery done. Right. Shayna Logan's out on baby Hussein anymore. 
Cindy. Um, Tony Storm and Io Shirai are both still in NXT. Um, and then Trish and Lita, Alicia Fox, Mickey James, they're gone. Yep. So you're talking about <coughs> I mean, Rhea Ripley's on the main roster, Dakota Kai is still in NXT. So you're talking about a women's division from three years ago that's lost over that had a pay-per-view where over half of the people that competed in that pay-per-view don't wrestle anymore. Right. Or were just brought back for that one night show. I mean, Alundra Blaze, Tori Will Yeah, they're in gimmick battle royals and that that's all they'll ever do now. Yep. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah, they've taken a, a you know, a big hit. Yep. Yeah, so Ralph had mentioned he wants to see weekly ratings. Ralph, you can be our mouthpiece out there in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. Tell everybody about the top rope report. Have them tune in every every Sunday. We'd love to hear from we'd love to hear from more Floridians out there. So Yeah, so I mean, yeah, like you said, of course it's not and like I said, it wasn't the same. Yeah, it's not gonna be the same. Uh top five in each top five in each division, meaning what by what does he mean by what do you mean by division? I think he like means men's women's tag teams. I think he means top five on Raw, top five on SmackDown. Or he I could would think he would put top five in each show. Oh yeah, each division. Okay. Well, that's something we can work on possibly for next week's show. Top five for the men, top five for the women. Raw and SmackDown. Top five NXT. So we are definitely um, over an hour into the show because I looked down at my phone and Anchor's done recording because it only goes for an hour. Um, and we still haven't mentioned which, depending on who you are, could be one of the biggest news events that WWE had. Um, at least in several weeks, um, if not a few months. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Which is that? And you don't even know. You don't even know. Trev, I am so I am so disappointed in you right now. The biggest topic. The re- yeah. We we talk about how disappointed we've been at the fact that there hadn't been any big returns. So in some circles, people think Alistair Black being back on SmackDown was big news where you, you just totally blew it off like you did your fourth wife. <laughs> well... You know the old saying, out of sight, out of mind. I mean, we haven't seen Alistair Black in a long time, so I really haven't mentioned too much of him, but it was nice to see him. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, he shows up, he does his little, you know, promo, vignette, whatever you want to say it was. Um, Somebody mentioned it a couple weeks ago on our show that, that, you know, his return was was soon because they were taping vignettes for him. Who was that? Uh, I don't know. I think it was Nug. Uh, I don't know. 
some fucker. Um, and uh, I think it's, you know, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to where they're going to go with it. Yep. I mean, the whole, you know, knock on my door thing was okay. Um, and then when people started knocking on his door, I don't know, maybe he knocked back and got splinters in his hand that he couldn't get out. And that's why he's been out for so long. Right. But um, I'm interested in seeing where they're going to go with this. Right. Because even little Nug posted on our top rope page, you know, he'd like to see Alistair Black versus The Fiend. No, I put that Oh, up. you put that on there. Okay. Alistair Black versus The Fiend, I believe, would be a tremendous match. Really? You're doing this already? Wow, see, they, yeah, this is totally way off from what's normally done. It's lighting up. It doesn't matter. They, they don't do this like 8.30 or so at the earliest. So I was just, uh, yeah, Ralph, all good topics. Yeah, it's nice to actually have some, uh, some feedback from some of our viewers out there, and that's, uh, that's what makes our show even better. So we're glad that everybody's able to, uh, you know, tune in and give us some feedback. Also, uh, don't forget, everybody, there's also a, a podcast out there, PWZ, which is hosted by our good friend, the professor, Rick Del Santo. So you definitely want to check that out. There's also Stirring the Pot with Don Kincaid. So those are some shows out there. You know, the Top Rope Report has been guests on both shows, and they're they're actually really good shows, so, you know, not only watch this one, but if you can support them, that would be awesome as well. Absolutely. So. And, and I apologize for that, folks. I have a nurse doesn't know what the fuck she's doing right now, and it's pissing me off because she's fucking up everything. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, so with Alistair Black, I mean, are we going to see? I hope we see him every week. Yeah. Well, I think we will. I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, I, I could. I mean, I would not mind seeing Alistair Black. See, that's the only thing. Though, is when you know after just seeing him one time, is he going to be a heel or is he going to be a face? Um, so no, the last I time mean, we saw him, he was a heel. Ralph made a comment about the, how the WWE is. You know, well, let me see exactly what it was that he said. Because I believe the last time we saw Alistair Black, he was a heel because he went against Kevin Owens. Oh, Ralph had posted before, wrestling lacks good heat on heels. But, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll say Ray Ripley's a face. Seven of their nine title holders are heels. Yeah. So they've got to think something good about their heels. So <laughs> I, I mean, if Alistair Black comes back as a face, um, which I think he was more of a face than he was a heel because he was feuding with Seth Rollins as well. Um, that was a whole thing with Seth Rollins shoving his face into the thing and right. you know a patch over his eye. If he comes back and he is truly a face, I wouldn't mind seeing him develop into a campaign for the IC title and Apollo Crews. 
Okay. One thing I was going to bring up to you was which do you think would be a better match? Alistair Black, Roman Reigns, or Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley? Thanks for tuning uh, in, Joe. I don't know because, I mean, I, I, I never watched Alistair Black until he came up on the main roster, never watched what he did at NXT. And I don't, I don't think those are boots that he can fill right now. Okay. Um, I think he needs to be elevated. I don't, I, I don't see him in, you know, Lashley McIntyre, Reigns, you know, somewhere on that secondary title. Once again, Apollo Cruz or a feud with Seth Rollins, maybe. Um, maybe Jey Uso. Oh, excuse me. I wouldn't mind seeing Alistair Black Sheamus somewhere down the line. Well, Alistair Black's on SmackDown, Sheamus is on Raw, so I'm kind of looking at what he's going to do now, not right. if and when they do a draft and if and when he moves again. And Alistair Black, Seth Rollins, I mean, that would be interesting. Like you said, you know, he's got... Uh, He's got some history with Seth Rollins, so that might be something that WWE might want to look into refueling, so to speak. Right. And even and even uh, Alistair Black, Jey Uso, that could work out to be a a good program as well. So well, yeah, I, but right now I think anything and everything that Jey Uso is doing is is protecting the head of the table. Right. <laughs> yep. I don't know if we're ever going to see Jimmy come back. I mean, well, eventually, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've read that he was. Um, it was a while ago that, that he was rumored to be on the mend and, and coming back soon. But that was Rumble Royal, Rumble Royal. Listen to me, <laughs> Royal Rumble time. Yeah. Now, do you think that the Usos are far better as a tag team than they are individual? Well, it, it, it would all depend on how Jimmy were to be if he were to come back and, and be a singles competitor. You can't really compare it because um, they were an excellent tag team, if not one of the best ever right. tag teams. Um, I don't think Jey Uso is one of the best ever singles competitors, but so, uh, I mean, I, I, I'd have to say right now that just going by that explanation, I'd have to say they were better as a tag team. Yep. I, I totally agree as well. I don't, uh, I think that, uh, one's not good without the other. So. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see Monday Night Raw tomorrow night and NXT on Tuesday, see what WWE is going to, going to do. Um, so SmackDown, like I said, SmackDown coming up on Friday. Daniel Bryan, I mean, hopefully. I mean, if he grabs a win and stays on, on uh, Raw, on SmackDown rather, I see it being because of outside interference or Roman gets disqualified or something, or um, other than that, if he shows up on, if he does lose the match and ends up on Monday Night Raw, I think it'll be 
it'll be better for Monday Night Raw for ratings yeah. wise and talent wise and everything else because he can also work with with some of the Raw superstars that aren't good on the mic either. And um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I just I'm one of those you know people that if, if you're not good on the mic. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. Right. Um, he, you know, and then you just, it's something to me you can't just teach. Yep. If they have it and just don't know how to use it, that's different. Right. Um, but you can't, you can't force someone to, to be good on the mic. Yep. Um, you know, a perfect example to me is Miz and Morrison. Miz, phenomenal on the mic. That's probably the only thing that's kept him relevant as long as he has been in the WWE. John Morrison's good on the mic, but that's only when he's with the Miz. I don't think he's good. I think he's okay on the mic by himself. Right. I, I agree with that point as well. So, all right. So, we got any closing comments for for tonight? Um, not show related. Uh, I just think it's gonna be a very, very interesting night for the rest of the night for this nurse. That's all. <laughs> okay. Well, try not to try not she to. I just gave her a hard time about checking my blood sugar at seven thirty. Um, wait till she tries giving. People meds at eight o'clock that don't want them till nine or nine thirty. Right. That'll be fun for her. Exactly. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We want to thank the comments. You know, keep them going. Uh, we like to we like to have some feedback from the viewers and. Absolutely. We like to thank everybody for tuning in. So on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch us all during the week. Those are probably the most comments we've ever had. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.